It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, certified nutrition specialist and licensed nutritionist and host of Dishing Up Nutrition. You know what? It's been 12 years of saying that, so I think I finally have got it. (laughs) I think so. You know, we are in for a very special treat. Yes, we are, Dar. And I'm so pleased to have a longtime friend, Ann Louise Gittleman, join us by phone. You know, who is Ann Louise? She is a New York Times bestselling author of over 30 nutrition books. That's a lot. That's a lot. Just think of it. She has actually written over 30 well-known, well-read, and well-respected books about nutrition. Now, if you have found yourself gaining weight or... If you are frustrated because the numbers on the scale are just not dropping like you want them to, then you will want to stay tuned. Dr. Ann Louise Gittleman is joining us to share her expertise about 10 hidden weight gain factors. Yes, you heard that, 10. And you know what, Brenna? I bet there's more than 10. There's probably more than 10, (laughs) and we don't have time to even go through all 10. No. Uh, So thank you for the introduction, Dar. I am Brenna Thompson, registered dietitian and co-host of Dishing Up Nutrition today. This nutrition show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and life-changing nutrition counseling. Now, listeners, if you have not had the opportunity to read one of Dr. Ann Louise's, uh, Dr. Ann Louise Gittleman's (laughs) nutrition book, I'll get her last name in there too, you definitely want to after this show. I know you're going to want to. So, you know, in 2016, Anne Louise was acknowledged by Self Magazine as one of the top 10 nutritionists in the United States. That's, that's, that's an achievement. But I actually recognized that factor 25 years ago when I heard her speak at the National Food and Nutrition Conference. You know, at the very last minute... She filled in for Dr. Barry Sears, and I think a lot of people know that he wrote The Zone. Mm-hmm. And so something happened, and he wasn't able to attend. So Anne Louise graciously filled in for him, and she was just an amazing presenter. The research just flowed out of her mouth and her brain. And, you know, I was so impressed at the end. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a shy person, so I don't usually do this. <laughs> I kind of jumped up and went up, and I thanked her for the presentation and you know from that day on we started a long distance friendship and I think it's because we have similar goals right and both of us want to help people feel better through nutrition and I think when you look at her books you really see that yes yes so many of our nutritional weight and wellness clients and our dishing up nutrition listeners want to lose weight But because of past eating habits or lifestyle habits, weight loss is so slow. So slow for some people. Yes. And this is where Dr. Ann Louise's research comes in. She has pinpointed 10 different hidden factors of why people gain weight and why they struggle to lose weight. So, Ann Louise, welcome to the Dishing Up Nutrition today. You know, I remember your first book back in 1988, and it was called Beyond Pritikin. 
I read that book over and over and over and over so I could really understand it. And in that book, you talked about the importance of fats and fatty acids for metabolism. And Brenna, you have to agree, we find it's difficult for a lot of our clients to even believe that they need good fats to lose weight. Yes. So, Anne Louise, welcome and kind of fill us in on why low-fat and fat-free foods actually slow metabolism. Well, good morning to both of you, and thank you for that glowing introduction, Dar. <laughs> we, <laughs> seems like we, as you know, kind of love you. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that the message of low-fat and fat-free uh, has been one that Americans have really taken to heart because we all got so much fatter on no-fat and low-fat over the 90s and the early 2000s. And what we're recognizing now is that you really need healthy fats, what I like to call smart fats. So when you eat more fat, you can actually lose more weight, get more healthy, and that's because fat is the most important nutrient for your brain and is the perfect fuel for the body. It actually slows down and is able to level off blood sugar, which is one of the reasons that we get so hungry if your blood sugar goes high or if it goes too low then you feel like eating, but you're tempted to not overeat when you have a meal that has a little bit of fat, whether that's from nuts or seeds or avocado or the right kind of oil dressings like coconut oil, flaxseed oil, olive oil, avocado oil. And all of those types of fat are now very much part of the forefront of eating fat, losing weight. And I really think that fat is the missing link to sustained weight loss and really very vibrant health. Fat has been maligned. It's been misunderstood. And it's finally making a comeback. You see many new books like my revised and updated new fat flush plan and many others on the marketplace these days that are telling us to eat fat, get thin, and certainly eat all the smart fat so that you lose more weight, get more healthy. And I think it's important that the truth is finally coming to light that eating the right kind of fats is the best decision you can possibly make for overall health and permanent weight loss. I think, Anne Louise, for you to say it over and over and over, because we say that too in classes, but it's almost like another expert saying that because, you know, people have been hearing this, don't eat fat for 50 years at least, and so it takes a while to get that out of people's brains. <laughs> yes. And I know I feel, know. feel like we're saying the same thing over and over, but then we'll have people come to class and say, really, I can actually eat, I can actually eat avocado or I can eat nuts and it's okay. Uh, you know, Brenna, you have to agree. I mean, we, we still, we see that all the time. Well, and even when they've been going through the class, sometimes they'll class participants will come in for their consults and they'll say, I know you're telling me that I can eat these things. And they're like, they're just, they haven't quite embraced it yet. Right. They're still, they have that fat fear going on. You know, another thing, Anne Louise, you know, you know, we mentioned the fact that you have written about 30 books and they're great books. And, Thank you know, you. we, because te- we teach a lot of classes, you know, that we're teaching, teaching hundreds of classes every month. And we 
re- refer to your books a lot of times in like the you know you have a book that's called Before the Change. Tell us a little bit about that book. Just just you know just a few sentences. Before oh, well, the change. Before the change is, is going to also be updated this year, Dar and Brenna. So um, we've so, got even more research about it. it. It's about the change that takes place before menopause. It's perimenopause. Mm-hmm. It's the change before the change, theoretically and, and figuratively and literally. And it's all about how the right kind of fats, the right kind of nutrients, the right kind of bioidentical hormones can really help us navigate through this specific change of life. And so we find that it's not just your ability to lose weight that you benefit from when you eat the right kind of fats, but your hormones get balanced. I mean, no more hormone havoc. It's amazing what happens when you eat the right kind of fats and find out that you are no longer irritable, that you're no longer tired, and that your skin hair and nails starts to look vibrant and healthy again. It's a really important message that I that I look at from many different points of view and is a concurrent and consistent theme through all of my books. I agree. You know, and I think that before the change that perimenopause time is probably for a lot of women the harder times as far as going into menopause. Those are the ones that everybody experiences, those ups and downs, and they need the help, especially using the right kinds of fats to get rebalanced. Totally, totally agree. You know, the other one, you know, I we teach a lot of menopause classes, and we use your book Hot Times a lot in that book, mm. you know. And maybe you're, maybe you're updating that one, too. I don't know. Well, I, I, I am eventually, uh, but the reality is that the mo- – and you're so right, Darren, I have to, to, to say this on air, that you are just right on track with all this, and I'm sure that um, your, your whole community out there sh- is very grateful that they have your wisdom to learn from. But the reality is that the most uncomfortable symptoms and changes come right at the beginning of the menopause journey, so we don't even recognize that it could be menopause because sometimes it comes so early. It comes in the 30s, doesn't it? For some people. Oh, for God's sakes, yes. It comes as early as the 30s, and you say, I'm too young for this. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) And so so you don't even think about it, and that's why I think a book like this and your classes are so important. So then about 10 years ago, you wrote The Fat Flesh Plan, and then... You updated it this past year, and and uh, that's the new fat flesh plan. And Brenna's giving me the signal that it's <laughs> we have break to go to break. time. So hold on, Ann. <laughs> so when we come back, we will talk more about that. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. This spring, we have a special thank you for all of our listeners and clients. We are offering seven new classes at each of our seven locations, and the big news is we are offering them at half price. Brenna, seven new classes. Seven new classes. (laughs) I know. So rather than $25 for each class, your cost for each class is only $12.50. It's a BOGO. (laughs) We want you to revive, refresh, and renew your nutrition and health. So take one class or take all seven. The classes start April 10th, so sign up now because seating is limited. Call 651-699-3438 or go online to weightandwellness.com and sign up today. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. 
You know, and we're discussing the 10 top hidden weight gain factors with Dr. Ann Louise Gittleman. And she's the author of the new Fat Flutch Plan. You know, three-fourths of American population are struggling with carrying more weight than it's healthy for them. So today we're looking at some hidden lifestyle factors that may be affecting your numbers on the scale. You know, and some require simple changes such as giving up soda. Some require us to no longer eat foods containing trans fats such as fast foods, muffins, cookies, pizza rolls. Mm -hmm. And we have to be careful of medications that slow metabolism. So there's a lot of different factors. There are a lot of different factors. And Anne Louise, I know our listeners are saying, you know, stop introducing her already and just let her tell me what I can do <laughs> to help me lose weight faster. So let's talk about hidden factor number one in your book, your tired, toxic liver. So please tell us more about that. Well, interestingly enough, Brenna, your tired and toxic liver can be a very worn-out, fat-burning machine. And what people don't seem to appreciate or realize is that each day the liver produces about a quart of a liquid, and it's known as bile, and its job is to emulsify and absorb fats in the small intestine. Bile, to me, is the real key to the liver's ability to assimilate and digest fats. And if it's not flowing properly, if it's not trickling out at the right times because you don't have a gallbladder, then fat can't be emulsified. And that role that we have at our waistlines may be the result of improper fat burning or fat metabolism. So the liver is a hidden fat burner, so to speak. It's an efficient metabolizer if it's working properly, but the problem is it can be so overloaded with everything that that Dar spoke about, the trans fats, even high fructose corn syrup goods, that it can't do its job efficiently. So we have to support the liver, clean up the liver, so it can become a fat-burning organ the way it was designed to. So... Go ahead, Brenna. You oh, were no, say- you, you were looking like you had a question there, Dar. <laughs> so I think, Anne Louise, this may be a totally new concept to a lot of listeners. So let's kind of go back over that just a little bit and think about what's the things that they, people do that cause the liver to be sluggish or not break down fat or, you know, those things. Because I think that's new information for people. Liver stressors. It, pro- it, it probably is, and that's where the liver stressors come into play. Thank you so much, Brenna, but that's so true. Um, I think that when you talk about liver stressors, you'd be very remiss if you didn't talk about caffeine. Caffeine is very stressful for the liver if you're taking more than two cups a day. And we know Sugar. There's a, there is a coffee shop on every corner now. Well, because people are so tired, they use it as a drug. I mean, caffeine Mm -hmm. is no longer just a little pick-me-up, but it's an absolute street drug. And then, of course, (laughs) I hate to say it, but isn't it true? Yeah, it is. is. You know, there's a joke that in uh, D.C. that there's a Starbucks on every corner. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's true, but it's I, I think not just in D.C. I mean, you can come to the Pacific Northwest or even the Southwest where I'm currently stationed, and I'll tell you that it's very true here as well. Only people use a lot of iced tea, and I think it's because of the caffeine in the tea. Oh, certainly. So, um, it's <laughs> caffeine, whether no matter where you're getting it. But then, of course, you've got sugar, and I think this is an important one for people to understand. I, I think they've finally gotten the message, at least I hope so, the sugar in some ways is the new fat. It's what is packing on the pounds because of the insulin connection, which is a fat-promoting hormone. But you've also got the real specter of what is now being recognized as, you know, the high fructose corn syrup phenomenon mm-hmm. and the fact that fructose can turn on fat production and fat storage in your liver. So in reality, sugar is becoming the new fat, and it can really slow down the liver's metabolism. So whether that's coming from high fructose corn syrup, which seems to be a very prevalent source, or the white stuff, or even the artificial sweeteners, we know that sugar is a real liver stressor, and we've got to make sure that we don't overdo the glucose, the sucrose, the maltose, the lactose, <laughs> and, and the fructose, all the OSCs, as well as the trans fats that you mentioned, and let's talk about medications for a little bit. Well, before you, Anne Louise, before you run into medications, I want to take one step back on how people are loading up on fructose, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't think people really see that. But when they wander into this coffee shop and they order, you know, I don't even know what some of these coffee drinks are. Brenna, help me out. A mocha frappa caramel high rise, something or other. <laughs> so what they're getting, like you said, certainly they're getting caffeine. But what else, what else are they getting in that that drink? That and there, Some people are drinking two of those a day or possibly even three. Well, they're getting sugar from table sugar to even high fructose corn syrup because much more sugar than we than we realize contains a mixture of both fructose and glucose. They say that table sugar is about 50-50, mm-hmm. but if you get really high fructose corn syrup, it's about 55-45. And I'm concerned about you know, sugar. I'm concerned about high fructose corn syrup that I think we're becoming more aware of. But I'm also concerned about even the natural sweeteners, Dar, like the agave nectar, yes. which has become so popular. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a whopping 90% fructose, which is about twice as high as high fructose corn syrup. So you've got to be careful. I mean, all this hype about agave, I think, is really um, ill ill-begotten because it's such a high source of hidden fructose. I think, Anne Louise, it would be... This is totally new information for a lot of listeners. You know, just go over that one more time because I don't think that people realize this agave syrup is 90% fructose. fructose. And But people often come into our classes or clients are in the office and they say, but it's it's a natural sweetener. And I say, well, <laughs> like corn syrup is kind of a natural sweetener too. I mean, it's they're all refined. Well, and then the other thing which is so disconcerting is that agave is considered to be low glycemic on the index because it's largely made of fructose, which Mm -hmm. is that natural sugar that we love in fruit. But when fructose comes in fruit, 
you know, like an apple or like a pear or berries, it comes with a host of antioxidants and fiber and vitamins. But when it becomes extracted, it becomes very concentrated. And that really upsets the way in which your body metabolizes sugar. It affects fatty deposits in the liver. It's one of the underlying causes of the non-alcoholic fatty liver syndrome. And we just have to remember that agave, of, of all the natural sweeteners, has the highest fructose content of any commercial sweetener. Yes, and I think as people are looking at those protein bars out there or some of these... uh, things that you pick up at your local co-op and really look at the ingredients, people will be shocked about some of that. And I know I'm getting the signal from Brenna. (laughs) It's break time again. It is. Yes. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today we are joined by author Dr. Ann Louise Gittleman, and we are discussing the top 10 lifestyle nutritional factors that slow weight loss. As I was reading through the new fat flush plan, I discovered that Ann Louise wrote about the fat GLA and the fat-fighting connection um, that GLA has. So in our Weight and Wellness series, we teach people about GLA, also known as gamma-linolenic acid. It's an essential fatty acid that helps to stimulate the body's metabolic ability to burn fat. That sounds good. It does sound good. And in our Weight and Wellness series, we teach that GLA from borage oil or evening primrose oil helps to stimulate our metabolism and activate the fat known as brown fat. Brown fat. Brown fat. Good fat? Good fat. Yes. Brown fat is our good fat, and it helps us to burn off those extra calories and boost our energy. So if you've got questions about GLA or anything that you hear on the radio today, I would be happy to answer questions. You can just give the office a call at 651-699-3438. I won't necessarily be in the office, but I will get back to people. Sounds great. Yes. Later in the coming week. Okay. And we'll be back in a minute. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, before break, we were discussing the benefits of taking GLA, gamma-linolenic acid. So we talked about how GLA, you know, it's a fat, it's a fatty acid, and it turns on the fat-burning ability of your brown fat. And people say, well, what's brown fat? Well, brown fat goes sort of surrounds your organs. And where did I learn all this? In Anne Louise's first book, it's beyond pretty good. I mean, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it runs up and down your spine, and it's, it helps your metabolism work better. So we said that to activate brown fat, it supports your metabolism. So I often recommend about 360 milligrams of GLA from some form daily. And it also, GLA helps other things. It helps to reduce inflammation, especially in the lungs, Mm -hmm. and it helps with PMS cramps and other things that happen at PMS time. And the other one is really important. Yes, it is. It supports healthy nails, skin, and hair. And that's the one people say, I'll take that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so it helps to hydrate all the tissues in your body. And as we as women get older, Sometimes we need extra hydration of some of these tissues. tissues in certain places. In certain places. And also, it helps keep away wrinkles. Right. So, you know, where do you get jelly? Well, we talked about borage oil. 
And Louise, you love black currant oil, I know. And evening of primrose oil. And so all of those are great sources of GLA. Um, do you have anything you want to add to that one, Anne-Louise? Uh, as far as I, I think, you know, I think that you that you covered it beautifully. I mean, I, I think what's important for people to understand is that GLA is a skinny fat. You I know, love that. So you need fat to burn fat, and many years ago, it, it was considered kind of the new obesity theory that you had this brown fat that was a um, a special form of fat that burns off extra calories, and it's dormant, it's sleeping in overweight people. So if you can get it to waken up, to yes. awaken, you can start burning calories effortlessly without even doing anything. You well, know, you don't even have to exercise. I shouldn't even say that on air, but it's sounds true good. with GLA. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> it's like it, you can lose weight while you sleep. That's what we always say. If you sleep, but, but it's true. It, <laughs> yes, well, it's true. It, it, it's true. If you follow some of the other suggestions in the new Fat Flush Plan, you're going to even sleep better. But GLA is. We really need to bring back these good omega sixes. You know, there's so much discussion about yes. omega threes. Yes. We have forgotten that there's another essential fatty acid in town, which is known as gamma linolenic acid. And you're so right. You get it in the evening primrose and the black currant seed oil and the borage. And one of the real claims to fame besides the GLA fat-fighting connection is that GLA and omega-6s are very good for the skin. So um, if you want to look good as you get older without any wrinkles or any brown spots, then think of GLA. It is a woman's guardian angel. I take it every day. <laughs> Three a day, for sure. And I bet yeah, you do too, don't you? So before break, we had been talking about sugar, high fructose corn syrup, a little about uh, about agave. Um, and Louise, can you tell us more about how high sugar foods, some of these other sugars that we were talking about, affect triglycerides and our liver? Well, very simply, your liver goes into overdrive to convert the sugar into fats, and, and then it can make more triglycerides. And so that's what we don't want. We don't want to feed the triglycerides. So in order to do that, because we see that women uh, particularly that have high triglycerides have a higher incidence of heart disease, so we've got to reduce the sugar or anything that metabolizes quickly into sugar. And that's where all those OSE foods come into play, the glucose, the sucrose, the maltose, the fructose. So sugar is a real liver stressor, as, as, you, as you know, Brenna. And in addition to all those trans fats that, that we're getting from some of those processed foods, as well as the caffeine, uh, we have a number of uh, these stressors in the environment that you have to be so much more conscious of because it will slow down the liver. Oh, I, go oh, ahead, Brenna. I think that was a good transition into maybe talking more about that other factor there, the trans fats. Um, can you tell us more of maybe where we would find trans fats? Especially, I know in the last couple of years, they've been talking about moving them out of the food supply, but they're probably not replacing them with anything much better. Well, they're not, and they're created when vegetable oils are hydrogenated, and this process produces solid or even semi-solid fats that are used all over the place in baked goods and processed foods and certainly in fast food restaurants. So you're getting this altered fake fat that really impedes the liver's ability to burn fat 
it, it really affects one of the detox phases of the liver, and then it can increase fatty deposits within the liver itself. It thickens up the bile, and it impedes the bile flow through the bile ducts. And you find trans fats in some margarines. I, I don't know if we still have trans fats in margarine these days. I think there are some, yes, for sure. There still are. You mm-hmm. get zero trans fats margarines, which are still with processed, you know, seed-oriented, chemicalized vegetable oils. But you find them in margarines, hydrogenated and partially hydrogenated vegetable oils and shortening and all the processed foods that, that many of us still love. So as a general rule, the softer or more fluid the oil, the fewer trans fats it contains. You get a semi-solid kind of fat a plastic fat, if you will, with the trans fats. And that's why I say bring back butter, get rid of your margarine and bring back butter, which is a healthy saturated fat that has now been vindicated completely from being a causative factor in heart disease. And, you know, when we started talking about this, you know, 25, 30 years ago, Anne Louise. (laughs) It's been that long. Wow. (laughs) Yes, it has. You want to know how old I was then? Oh, no, Brenna. (laughs) She was still in diapers. (laughs) No, I was out of diapers at that point. (laughs) But, you know, we've been talking this message, and and I think people thought, well, you know, I know that I was referred to as the crazy aunt at a few of the holiday parties with my family. They thought, because we've had a lot of heart disease in my family, and, of course, they were given all that message that they should eat margarine and not butter. And I kept saying, no, no, we should be eating butter. And I'm sure you heard the same thing, Anne Louise. Oh, I remember many years ago, I was in an event for my mother and um, I I could hear a pin drop when I said, you've got to get rid of your margarine, everybody. Um, <laughs> and it was amazing. And everybody kind of looked looked at me with their mouths, a jaw-dropping event. <laughs> And I explained why, and this was even back in the 80s. But the right. message is really kind of mainstream in this day and time. So we've, we've just got to move back to margarine. We've got to get the margarine out and move back to butter, I, I want to say, as well as coconut oil, which is a healthy, saturated fat from the vegetable family that we're finding has many redeeming qualities of vegetable fats, like coconut oil, are making a comeback because they're so stable and so antibacterial and antifungal. So I say bring back the coconut and then boost your metabolism in so doing. You know, and I think that as people are listening and they're saying, well, you know, I'm not using margarine, but and I'm using butter, but they're still getting a lot of bad fats, these refined oils and trans fats, and they don't realize that when they slide into the fast food lane that that's probably almost 100% of what they're eating in those foods is some type of partially hydrogenated fat. But even more surprising is when they slide in and when they are getting their coffee, they're getting a muffin. And what's how do they make these commercial muffins now? Come on, Brenna, you're the oh, cook. Oh, well, they're going to use, you know, processed the, they're not using butter or coconut oil. They're going to be using a vegetable oil like corn or soybean or cottonseed oils in them. And they're just, they wreck our hormones. And why? I mean, why would they be doing that? Because it's cheap. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, you know, some of, some of the things. And I, you know, we just, when we're doing this show, we try to help people think about, 
oh, this is what I'm doing. And this is why my triglycerides are too high. Or that's why I've got a non-alcoholic fatty liver. Or, oh, that's what's going on. Yes, making that food-body connection. Yes. So I know we have to take another quick break, Ann Louise, Mm -hmm. but when we come back, let's talk about medications that people have no idea is affecting their liver. Sounds great. Yes, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are like most Americans, you eat only about 10 to maybe 20 grams of fiber a day. But really, 30 to 35 grams of fiber is recommended for long-term health. When you take the Nutrition for Weight Loss 12 class series, you will learn how to eat to achieve 30 grams of fiber through a variety of vegetables and fruits. Without adequate fiber, your cholesterol might go up and your liver gets taxed and you will experience less fat burning and a slower metabolism. As your mother told you when you were a kid, eat your vegetables. Yes, they did. Dar, did. did you say that to Corey? Yes, I did. Okay. So think fiber, 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 veggie, veggie, veggie. If you are looking for support and a behavior change type nutrition class, sign up for our Nutrition for Weight Loss program. You can take the class either in person or online. Just go to weightandwellness.com or call our office at 651-699-3438 for details. We'll be right back. At the end of a busy day, it can be tough to get motivated to get out the door for another obligation. And once you're cozy at home, who wants to go back out? But you still want to work on ways to feel better, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness can make that easier. Right now, their popular Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods class is available online, so you can balance your time, too. This class shows you how to use real food to reduce negative moods, increase energy, improve memory, and manage stress. And did I mention it's delicious? Get the same breakthrough coursework taught by the experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, but from your home and on your schedule. Learn how to feel better with the Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods class and do it in your slippers and sweatpants. Sign up today. Go to weightandwellness.com and register in a snap. It's online learning from Nutritional Weight and Wellness that helps you balance your time, too. Go to weightandwellness.com. What are you waiting for? Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we have a saying to live by. It is, to know is to do. And my team at Nutritional Weight and Wellness specialize in presenting classes and teaching you to know. And then we help you to be able to to do. To do, to do it. You know, we will help you change your nutrition to help you feel better. And Louise Gittleman, she specializes in writing life-changing nutrition books that help each reader to know the information that they need to feel their best. And we want to both, and I I know Anne Louise would want to do this, we want to credit Dr. Hazel Purcells for helping us be able to connect. She she was such a forward thinker. Mm -hmm. And she had so much knowledge, and she was willing to share it with Anne Louise, and Anne Louise was willing to share it with me. And, <laughs> you know, I really want to thank her for all that, Anne Louise, for all that you've done, you know, through the, well, the 10 years or 15 or 20. How many years has it been? Who's counting, Dar? <laughs> <laughs> we may be going on 20 years, my dear. I think we are. And 
Anne Louise, I really thank you so much for being a guest on Dishing Up Nutrition this morning. I know you're up early, but you're always up early. That's okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, on a personal note, can I use your personal number to see if I can have a consultation sometime in the next few, couple of three or four weeks with you? Oh, absolutely. That's just my pleasure. This is absolutely my pleasure. Amazing how nutritionists, we kind of bounce ideas off of each other. <laughs> but Anne-Louise, how can people learn more about you or how can they contact you after the show today? Well, um, the book is available on Amazon. I don't know if you're selling the book, Dar. Uh, people can perhaps get it through you and your classes. But if, if not, they can certainly go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. And uh, AnneLouise.com is my website. But even more importantly, I think, is to find us on Facebook. We have a group called the Fat Flush Nation, which is very active. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in joining, just drop us a quick note on Facebook. And I think that might be the best bet. We've got a very supportive group because we find, as I'm sure you know, with your wonderful classes, that support is really key in terms of keeping people on track. It is for sure. Exactly. And and being surrounded by like-minded people. So we have a lot of virtual friends online, and it's been a wonderful experience, and it allows us to reach out to just such a wide group of people all over the world. So it's the Fat Flush Nation on Facebook or AnneLouise.com or Amazon for the new Fat Flush plan. Sounds great. Fantastic. So we were coming back and we were going to talk about what, Brenna? We were going to talk about medications and how medications might be slowing a person's metabolism, making it hard for them to lose weight. Yes. Yeah, it's so interesting because medications have to be processed by the liver and some drugs make the liver work so much harder. Um, Hormone replacement therapy is one of those medications, to be sure, the synthetic hormone replacement therapy that so many women took years ago. Well, and then, you know, know, Anne Louise, if you think about that, you're even talking about uh, the typical birth control pill, right? Yeah, and, and they don't talk about that anymore, but that still puts the liver on, you know, high alert, and then the liver has to work harder to metabolize and break down the estrogens. And beyond that, we now have so many people that are taking antidepressants, anti-anxiety drugs. The antidepressants really have a met- metabolic lowering effect. So... If we think about that, if we think about the cholesterol-lowering drugs, the anti-diabetic drugs, the anti-convulsants. <laughs> oh, my heavens. It just adds up. But, but then you can even consider the over-the-counter drugs because some of them really accumulate in the liver and can cause liver failure, believe it or not. So but what are we so, talking, when you say over-the-counter, people are saying, what, what, what is she talking about, over-the-counter drugs? Yeah, Tylenol is what I'm talking about, very specifically. <laughs> and that's been well documented. I mean, there were studies by researchers at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center, and they found that almost 40% of more than 300 cases of liver failure were due to excessive uh, 
excessive buildup of a particular active ingredient in the popular pain relief or Tylenol. So, I mean, this is real in terms of what these things do to the liver. Um, you know, your body knows best. Your body doesn't forget, and the body has to metabolize every food, every additive, every pesticide, everything that you're breathing, eating, or thinking, and a lot of it goes through that liver. So cleansing it and supporting it is so important. And since this is liver season, because we're in the springtime, which is which is considered to be liver season, this is the time to really clean up your act. So I'm hoping that you'll have lots and lots of people coming to your classes, reading this book, and truly cleansing and detoxing because this is the time that Mother Nature declares that you've got to take your body to the cleaners. So besides giving up processed sugar and trans fats and working maybe on our pain levels and our moods, what is like one thing that somebody could eat to help them support their liver? Um, one of the easiest things they can do is just take lemon and water first thing in the morning. You know, rather than a cup of coffee or tea, I think uh, hot water and lemon, maybe the juice of half a lemon in eight ounces of warm water mm-hmm. is very tonifying for the liver and the kidneys. It kind of will start the day off right. And you're not saying you should you should add sugar to that. No. <laughs> we're not having warm lemonade. No, we're not. <laughs> so if we have time, Brenna, should mm-hmm. we talk about, because I know one of the other things that you talked about in your book is food sensitivities, and we talk about that a lot and how that affects the liver and also slows metabolism. Should we just have a little discussion about that? Yeah, we can. I mean, food sensitivities are huge because what we do on a day-to-day basis is eat food. So we're coming in contact with a possible toxin or poison on a daily basis, morning, noon, and night, so to speak. So I think food sensitivities are really a big deal. And if, if you can understand that there's certain foods that are commonly reactive, wheat is one of them, sugar is another, dairy products may be number three, number four is yeasty type foods. What we find is that when these foods respond negatively in your system, they create an inflammatory response and your body in its infinite wisdom tries to put out this inflammation by creating more fluid. So you get much more fluid retention. And one of the ways that you can lose your bloat and water retention is by doing an elimination diet that eliminates those foods. And I try to do that in the fat flush plan. So it's it's quite a biggie. You'd be so surprised at what so many people are allergic to in this day and age. We're finding the pepper, black pepper, is a high allergen yes, as well as I agree. Splenda. Mm-hmm. Well, that is really, really interesting. Um, we do have to wrap up our show today, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. Anne Louise, thank you Blue. so much. Blue. We thank we could you. talk for Blue. two for days. hours, <laughs> yes. No, I think, you know, you've got a lot of good hints in your book. So uh, you, people may not read it cover to cover, but they can go and research a little topic and say, okay, so what should I do to help my liver function better? Sure, yes. sure. You know? So... You know, in Nutritional Weight and Wellness, our goal is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. You know, it's really a simple message, but it's a powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. And thank you, Anne Louise. Thank you, Brenna. Thank you, listeners. Thank Have you. Have a great day. Yes. 
Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.